I saw that one of funny. those memes about the the tape thing you said the other day. Oh yeah, the Jordy one. Yeah, That's yeah. tape. Yeah. <laughs> what was the I meme? I think it was Baxter that must have like reposted or something. It was like yeah. Jordy, Jordy getting ready for bed, and it's like a dark <laughs> tape all over his face. Yeah, that's that's textbook George. Textbook George, baby. Textbook George. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 19 of the Coffee Club Pod. Still here in sunny Florida. Still. We're doing it outside, which is a little risky today because... It's very risky. <laughs> I'm scared I'm going to get rained on. I got my nice Florida shirt on. Beautiful sunny Florida where it rains constantly. Yeah, it's been pretty depressing because <laughs> well, obviously we're here for warm weather. And uh, we sound like stuck up, spoiled children right now, Dude, but seriously. it's been pretty like rainy and windy and just cold. And we keep comparing it to Phoenix because a year ago, all of us were training in Phoenix. And that's like... Phoenix is like the most reliable consistent nice weather yeah and we keep comparing the and it's just so nice there we shouldn't compare it because we should focus on where we are but it's also very hard to not look at like the weather and just be looking at phoenix and how nice it is right now but yeah so it's 70 and sunny every single day yeah (laughs) and it's not like this weather has affected anything we've done really it's been it's i guess your workout actually yeah that was a tough one you guys had the boys ollie and george had their what would be like their final big pre Milrose workout a few days ago and it was a pretty fucking shit day for that. It was about we seen Bin post from Boulder a couple of days later doing the exact same workout and it looked yeah. primo. Boulder was like beautiful weather on that day. So that was kinda sad. But I mean it's still very nice here overall. No, it we is. can't really complain. We just complain because we have literally nothing else to talk about <laughs> or to do. You know that's one thing I've just just came to my mind. Um well before we get to it, shout out to Greg Cooper for sending us beans this week. Wonder State Coffee from we believe Wisconsin, more Wisconsin shit, dude. Yeah. Wisconsin, <laughs> we can't get away giving. from Wisconsin. They keep on giving, man. Bloody good coffee though. Such Thanks, good Greg. coffee. Keep on giving. We've been three, drinking three bags of that good stuff. Yeah, we went through it pretty quick as well. Still <laughs> been hounding through the beans, so thank you for that. But I was gonna say something that's weird about this camp, which I realize is we don't do anything. Like we haven't like had a TV show that we've been super into. We haven't had a game that we've been super into playing. What do we do all day? I don't know where the time has gone. We've tried to get into some sort of card game or something, and then Leah would come works. in. A couple of nights of cards. Yeah. We Le- played Among Us one night. Leah, that was fun. Leah would come in for the card game, say, let's play cards, and then... We've literally watched one movie. What, I feel like we've been watching a lot of football when it's on. Uh, like, that's, that's been true. our thing. That's been like the highlight. The I'm, playoffs? Yeah. I'm looking forward to that again this weekend, but... No one can concentrate for that long, I feel. Yeah, I don't know games. what it is. Also, we have been driving a lot for runs we spend a lot more time in the car here than we normally would which is kind of a downer but that could explain where some of the time goes this is true so that and going to Publix (laughs) we've been to Publix like nearly what how many times a week would you say yeah Publix is the big grocery store right next here and I think just out of pure laziness we find it really hard to shop for more than one night it's so hard to think more than one day ahead yeah we live in like a vortex where they found the receipt from yesterday in my pocket so yeah that's been that's been our life, our daily life here on, on training camp. I guess exactly what you would expect. Train and then just chill out. Uh, the other big thing, which... Sorry, anything more to say? It depends on what you're about to say. I was going to talk about the beans. I was going to talk about um, uh, special visitors that came in and they just left. Who's that? Your parents. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my parents. Shout out to Morgan's <laughs> parents. They actually came in Rob um, to see the team, meet Dayton yeah. for the first time. I think time your mom was just on training camp. I, I think she was, she was ripping it, man, so if you saw that. It was hilarious because... Anyone miles. that knows my parents, 
my dad, pretty typical dad, like loves to play golf, loves to just like enjoy life. My mom loves donuts. Loves donuts. My mom, <laughs> like crazy, crazy runner, like always wants to be doing stuff. And so she was here in training camp with us, and it was literally her ideal holiday. That's how she <laughs> described it. She's what? like, and I'm like, yeah, this is our everyday life. Like it's pretty sweet. She's like, oh, this is all I want to do. Uh, but then my dad about was about to go skiing in Utah. Yeah, and my dad was bored out of his mind. Yeah, they're going. They're going skiing since like they haven't been skiing for a long time. Yeah, my old. my family's really into skiing, and obviously with the situation in Australia and all that, they haven't been in a long time. So they're heading over to Park City. We're pretty jealous. At least half the holiday was for your mom then, and half yeah. for your dad. Pretty much. You wouldn't if you were on just pure holiday. You you wouldn't unless you're someone crazy like my mom. You wouldn't want to spend more than three days here because we're really just in the middle of nowhere unless you're going like disneyland with a family like we're really in the middle of nowhere so not much to do but yeah i would have liked to get them on the podcast if like the timing had worked out my mom yeah. would be pretty funny on here she'd be great and she'd my be, dad she'd be great your dad would be great too i think having them together as well would be a good uh good mix so I next feel. time any of our parents are here but, let's um, let's try schedule that into the time oh don't yeah, my even, parents yeah there's even nothing on the way back from any of the runs in phoenix last year like the big thing we would like after workouts or runs like would always just stop somewhere on the way back and Ritz would buy us like coffees or smoothies or something. It literally hasn't Nothing happened to do it. You're just on the same freeway. Oh no, we've had Chick-fil-A yeah. once. Uh, Chick-fil-A well, we'll is get, on the way back. We've that. had Chick-fil-A three times. I, I pay for that because I was like, I need to get some goddamn Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Well, Always I, yeah, in was, heaven. I was in heaven for that. But um, it was good to see your parents. They took us out for that really funny dinner, steak dinner. Yeah, and we went to like a very Florida like <laughs> They place. thought we were the rednecks. Remember? Was there alligator on the menu? I wish. Oh, we didn't check. I didn't I fully wish. look, but... It was, like, pretty typical, like, steak place, but also some seafood. And the lady... Yeah, this lady serving us was, like... She looked at Ollie and I. She's like, where are you guys from? You got some, like, redneck accent or something. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, literally, Morgan's parents have a probably thick Australian haven't heard accent. of Australia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Morgan's parents had a thick Australian accent. Ryan probably, X was talking to us. They probably assume it's, like, a different know. southern accent. Yeah. It was It was weird, but was I, was, I was all about it. I was like, I started playing character. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm from Alabama. No, I didn't do that. But next time, <laughs> next time, that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll just fully lean into being a redneck. But, yeah, thank you, parents, for visiting. First, first time I've seen well, your mom didn't want to leave. Since this morning, it was like, your dad, your dad was like... Let's go. And your mom was like hiding behind you. He's like, I want to yeah. stay. Yeah. Yeah, it's my It's pretty parents. funny. But they're, they're skiing now, so they should have a good time. Yeah, they'll, they'll be having a great time. But it was so nice to get to see them. But yeah, so Coffee Club, Coffee Beans, they went live uh, about a week ago. And great success. Great really. day for yeah. Coffee Club. <laughs> they, they oh, I forgot to tell you guys, I bought all the beans. I wanted to make sure <laughs> that we... Uh, <laughs> that we did well and i wanted to make you guys feel good no i'm kidding but well, we it, appreciate it, that because it made us feel pretty good yeah it, they sold out pretty quickly too they sold out in about 90 minutes it was 100 bags of beans so big thank you to everyone who bought them and you know supported us through doing that we really hope obviously have we they gone out yet they had not, none of them have really shipped Maybe. yet i don't think because we, we haven't even got our ones yet but yeah, we we like obviously we appreciate just the support, but we really hope it's actually beans that you just like love. Yeah, we we definitely high took, quality. We took um, a lot of steps to make sure that we had the right beans and the right tasters. We had you know Jason on to taste. Yeah, it. we were super confident they were going to be good and like people would buy them right up until the day, and then all of a sudden we were like shit. We lost all confidence. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got like, no, we no got nervous anyone, right before no they went live. No one's gonna buy these beans. But yeah, it's it's scary, you know, yeah. selling stuff. It's it's the real real world. Real I, deal. I don't know. So. And let us know as well in the comments, like what you guys think, because yeah. that's like uh, it's an important thing for us to you know put out that those nice beans and hopefully enjoy yeah them. hopefully they come in soon. Uh, Matt, our roaster, is working away. He's grinding. He 
He's just started, as we were saying last time, and now he's got to roast 100 beans. In Hopefully, he's days. not grinding. Oh, not grinding. Whole right. beans. Roasting. Like, <laughs> good point. Good point. He's uh, <laughs> he's slaving away. Yeah, he's slaving away. We'll see that. So yeah, we'll uh, people are still asking about like shirts and stuff. That'll hopefully come within the next two months or maybe even the next month. We're going to start working on that now. But we're kind of taking things one step at a time. We're just like trying to tease you guys. Steady. We want, want you guys to get a bit, bit bit of a tease and then but know that we're in the process of it. Yeah. So obviously today we're mostly going to talk about Milrose because these two boys are tomorrow heading to New York to race in Milrose. Weather. What was that? It's going to be warmer weather. Is nah, it really? It's <laughs> supposed to be fucking freezing. I was like, I hope it's gonna not. It's going to be snowing and freezing cold. That'd be crazy. Yeah. But racing tomorrow, based on when this comes out. Oh, yeah. So, so it's coming out Friday. Tune in tomorrow afternoon. NBC. They're like mid-afternoon races. Mm-hmm. And it's not just for our events. I mean, every event's going to be stacked. And we have two of the girls on as well in the 3K yeah, we, mile. Yeah, so, so. so we have Sage in the, in the mile. And then Alicia in the 3K on the women's side. And then... Ollie's in the the whoop wanna wanna make the a whopper, mile the whopper mile and Jordy's in the three k and yeah obviously Milrose is Milrose so it's all stacked events actually this is what I was thinking is Milrose like the biggest indoor meet of the year I was trying to think because obviously World yeah. Indoors is happening this year but I don't even think in the U S this is obviously a very U S centric mm. way of looking at it but like people don't even know World Indoors is happening no nah. I think more people will watch Milrose for sure I agree because well, I don't know if Worlds is gonna be on NBC. Yeah, I don't know what. It's I've, hard I've to never find those watched, ones. I've never watched Worlds before. I haven't either, except the year that it was in Portland. Yeah, because I think the US just made a bigger deal I, about it. I think it. we can hands down agree that Milrose is the biggest domestic US indoor meet. Yeah. This year? When was World Indoors last? Twenty eighteen, right? Yeah. Or was it? It was in the UK, wasn't it? I think it was. I think yeah. it was Birmingham, Birmingham or something like that. Twenty eighteen, twenty sixteen, Portland, and then it was meant to be. It was meant to be in China in yeah. 20, like right COVID hit. Twenty twenty. It was meant to be in China. That's right. That's right. Because I, I, I was, like, thinking about doing that. And then, so, obviously, that got cancelled, postponed. So, now it's in, uh, this year, it's in... Belgrade. 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 Yeah. Are you guys still thinking about doing that? Yes. Yes. Yes? Okay. Oh, no, neither of us... Well, we haven't been... Oh, confer- he has a standard, but hasn't been selected. I don't have either. So, I well, hopefully we'll have the standard both, after this weekend. I'm sure you do. I think yeah. if you ran on the 1310, you had the standard for the mm-hmm. 3K. So... I mean, yeah, we'll find out hopefully in the next few weeks, you know, um, Athletics New Zealand and Athletics Australia will give us the information and then we'll hopefully pop over and that would be a pretty cool experience. I mean, any time you get to compete in a world championship is a very valuable and also very exciting um, experience. So, But yeah, but Milrose is going to be first. just, yeah, yeah, Milrose is going to be big and it's always big and I feel like the fields this year particularly are just ridiculous. Yeah, what, what event we want to talk about first, mile or 3k? Let's talk about... 3Ks first, so let's do that. Okay. okay. Yeah. The, the, the mile's the main event, so... Yeah. Well, uh, you say that, yeah. but if you look at the fields, I think... The 3Ks? No, no offense, Ollie. Nah. I think a lot of people will be really excited to see the 3K. I agree. I am, I'm, I'm thinking the 3K um, for the men in particular <coughs> is going to be probably the most hyped event. Pers- yeah. Like, just personally, because like, you look at that field... And it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the people in the 3K had the option to do the mile. Yeah, myself to, included. Yeah, and they chose to do the 3K. So, so to run down the names, I just didn't want to run against we got... <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. We got George Beamish, legend. And we got Cole Hawker is doing the 3K. Cooper Tier is doing the 3K. Wait, Cole Cocker? Is that what I said? It's no, Hulk Cocker no. and Cooper Teardrop, right? Two, yeah, yeah, I forgot you had your own names for them. Yeah. Who else is in it? Yeah, well, let's just let Luis. Ollie name everyone. What's yeah. Luis's Luis, Ollie's name? Uh, Grillella. Grillella. Gr- 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 Revolver. Luigi. Revolver. Revolver um, is the best commentator's name I've heard yeah, of. Yeah, Revolver. We've got. Is Nico in it? 
Nico. Yeah. That's a lot of NAU people. Yeah. Nico Youngblood. And then um, <laughs> it's starting to rain. <laughs> it, it is starting to rain. Um, and, uh, oh, dude, the field's crazy. I, I, I'm going to forget people, but we got um, Drew, Drew, Bo- Drew Hunter. Mm, yeah. A couple of 10 men. The Wait, is there Drew and Sam. Oh, Sam's in it as well? And then a bunch of college kids. Sam Pepperoni. Oh, Nico, actually, always favorite. Always Mr. favorite Charles runner, Hicks Charles Hicks. Hicks. Oh, yeah, Hickey's in it. Yes, let's Hickey, go. The pride like of the Big Ten and Mick Byrne, Morgan, Morgan Beetleskim. Oh, Morgan, Morgan Beetleskim. Dude, the, the field's got Fuck. a lot of good collegiates in it too. So, um, Yeah, this is kind of like, I feel like these races are... The college kids are so good now mm. where it's like these races where They're you gonna get be the mix competitive. of the pro and the thing, it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty intense competition. So... I think it'll be pretty quick, I imagine. The fastest PB is Drew Hunter at 7.39, but I I feel like... Assu- I, I don't the, know what the, the very pace- least going for the, the collegiate the, record. The pacing is going at 7.38. 7 yeah. 7 so I think the pacing of a 7.37. Do you know who's pacing it? No. Oh, Dude, Wesley Kipto's in it. Oh, Wesley Kipto's in it. He's also that's in a it. tough pace job. <laughs> a lot of people were forgetting. You have to be really good to be able to run five laps of 61s. That's quick. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting one because it's like when you have that many like amazing athletes and it's not even just like athletes who are like can run quick times like it's like races you know it's people that are like known to like execute races and do well it's tough like having that many bodies on a small tight indoor track like there's normally some chaos and this is kind of what i i said to george i was like like start lists look really intimidating but often what actually happens in the race like 50 percent of the field doesn't race up to their potential because it's just like just too many people it's just too many people so it'll be interesting to see how this one plays out i think it's interesting with the pacing too because i feel like a field that stacked you'd want to win the race more than you'd run on a fast time you know wait is connor manson it yeah man's oh, in my it. God. oh my man's god in all right sorry we're probably forgetting like people that they're gonna well, we just named a lot of people i think that might have been almost the whole field we just named but um the, can't imagine the, the crazy thing is that. with a field that deep like most people probably value winning that race more than running a fast time. 100%. So it's going to be interesting. To Those see. two things are going to go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the person who wins is going to Especially run fast. Especially when you have Wesley Kipto and Connor Mance in the race. Two those guys are, that don't want yeah. it to go slow. Those, so those are two guys who are going to put themselves up near. It's the going to be a nice string, and yeah. then it's going to be a whoever wants to win. That's not. Cole Hawker is going to have to do it from the front. That's it. That's 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 the thing I was going to say. Like Cole Hawker, man, he, that guy hasn't beaten any kick in the, for like. A year or two. I'd say arguably he probably has like the best last 150 in the world right now. Seriously. In distance running. I couldn't think of someone who has a better. I swear he, no matter what it is, I swear he closes in a 25 every time. Every time. (laughs) Yeah, slow race, fast race, it's 25. (laughs) He goes to those arms and he just goes freaking wild. Like the only time he's been beaten, like in the Olympics, is when the winner was running 328. Yeah. 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 I wonder what he closed in the Olympics actually. Because he ran 25. <laughs> I don't know, maybe not he, 25. He ran 332 there. 331. 331. <laughs> yeah. So if he closed in 25, that'd be crazy. But That would be. Yeah, there's. And then obviously Cooper is like, they train together. So mm-hmm. they probably know each other really well. I mean, they do know each other really well. And you feel like with training partners like that, there's always a bit of a rivalry. And I think at this point, Cooper is probably resigned to the fact that he won't outkick him. But he would be so very. He's going to have to run it. Yeah, but run. he's more of a 5K guy. So he's like probably really confident in his last K but I'm sure like everyone in that race is confident in their last K well the thing it's gonna be it's there are people that just know that like Conor Mance is gonna it's he just ran a half marathon contest, like yeah. he's gonna have to run the last four laps as hard as he can the, the if thing he wants for to try Conor Mance is it's 3Ks are run so fast now that it's so like he he's recently run a half marathon and this is such a different pace but with that said he has a 337 1500 to his name so it's like you can't even like say he doesn't have that type of speed because yeah. he does 
So that's going to be an exciting race. Do you, how are you feeling for it, George? You're just going to, have you thought about like tactics or anything or you, you, I guess you're probably not the type of person to really overthink that stuff. You probably just go race, huh? Yeah, normally, but I don't know if like I got away with last year, just winning from a last place yeah. <laughs> a few times. And I think at some point the field gets too good where you can't do that. Especially indoors. Especially indoors when it gets harder to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, the bell lap at pre, I was in last place. <laughs> and, and, like, that's pretty late in the season and, like, everyone's not in the f- fitness of their lives and it wasn't, like, everyone trying to run fast. Yeah. So that you just kind of, like, you can't be in last place with 400 to go on an indoor track and expect to <laughs> win. So... The one thing that I want to <coughs> put in as I've been training with George for this little while is that when we talk about Cole Hawker's last 200, I think we should also talk about George Beamish's 200 because I think looking at the way George closes in races is pretty impressive and also very similar to what Cole can do. Um, when George gets a whiff, when he smells blood, he's ready to go. So I feel like if between those two, like it's going to be a pretty cool last 200 if that's kind of where the way might go off a fast pace it'd be interesting to see how that would turn out but watching george train and, and watching the fitness he's had it's going to be pretty freaking sick yeah yeah it's I mean, just I, like all I'd, positioning. I'd, I'd love to take cole on and in, in yeah. the last 200 it's all positioning like oh, anyone else race, who's there mm-hmm. yeah um okay, okay but just, it's all about getting to the last lap we might have to on yeah. 737 pace yeah you might have to move eh no, I think we're good. I mean, just for anyone who's listening, like, it's, like, legit just raining right now. <laughs> and we're outside with your our electronics. Should we I, don't, I don't know how waterproof my camera is. If we have an umbrella... Should we put something on there? Could uh, run and get parkers, too. Yeah, all right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll, uh, we'll get something to put over my camera. Because it's actually pretty pleasant, despite the rain. I don't mind it. Well, Ollie looks cold, but yeah, he's wearing nothing. I'm wearing my Florida shirt, and I'm freezing. All right, we'll, we'll go in our wet weather, and we'll be back in one moment. All right, so we're back. We're just powering through the weather. If you're not, if you're if you're listening to this, I would say check it out on, <laughs> on the YouTube video because it's just actually this raining. We're outside. We've committed to staying outside. Florida, the, we, sun, the sunshine state. Yep. <laughs> and we have a lot of electronics, so we'll see. If, if it just suddenly cuts, we do this because we love you guys. So I committed. think that's our wrap up for the three K, though, right? Unless you want to touch on, does this relate to? Altitude conversions or not oh. yet? Separate. Because the person, Separate, people in the race ran a couple of altitude <laughs> conversions. I think it's a great time to talk about it. So if you were paying attention last week in the Sky Dome at Flagstaff, Louis G and Nico and a host of other NAU boys ran a mile. Louis G was, was going for sub four up it in was. flag, which is obviously extremely hard Very to do. Very bold take. Yeah. Um, in but the realistic. End, yeah. I mean, he's amazing. And... It, Either way, good way to prepare for this week, you Definitely. would say. But the end result was that Nico won in 402, which gets converted down to 353. It was 354.0. Yeah. And there's like a... And then... So there's a, you can talk about Archie conversions, which we will, but then also kind of shit thing to throw some shade at NAU is that they count that as their school record. So that, un- that unfortunately, that conversion knocks off... Geordie's school mile no, record. Well, I know I didn't have it. Oh, I thought you had it from Milrose. No, because Diego's school record was already from altitude. Oh, but no so one you, has. But mm. I just have the fastest sea level mile. Okay, so yeah. So I didn't have sense. it anyway. Yeah. But 
it was already from it was it was from altitude and now it's still from altitude. Yeah. altitude. So if they if they did pure mile times, which it's like obviously that's what they should do, Geordie would have the record, but they count altitude times. But then that brings in the discussion of just generally talking about altitude conversions because you look at some of these events and it's like <coughs> these kids like especially when we have so many schools now like NAU who just have these big rosters of talented kids like you could fill up the whole mile field at NCAA's with conversions. <laughs> Like, I mean, yeah. And it's like, there is a science to it, but it's it's kind of wild because like, I don't, I don't get how they do it because do they, is it just like a pure scientific thing? Because obviously yeah. different people respond to it differently. Uh-huh. So how does it actually work? Do you know, George? No. no. Apart <laughs> from the fact that it's just based on how high yeah. you are. Well, the, the one thing and you do I don't mention, know how they work out like the flat track conversion yeah, too. Yeah, they also do a flat 200 one. Like, the collegiate lead in the 3K right now is altitude and flat track adjusted. Is it really? Yeah. What track was that? Montana State. Like how do you how how do you do the science behind <laughs> that? There's no way they've actually done like the real science behind that. You did mention too that like the more you're at altitude, the the le- like the more that conversion could probably go down, you know? Like it Yeah, could, it definitely got easier. Like, it was funny how Luis put up, put up his, I don't know if you saw his story the day before, he put, like, his mile times yeah. from the Dome, like, in the previous years. Uh-huh. And it was, like, uh, what was his his first one? I can't remember. I think I over 14. Yeah. And then it was, like, 08, 07, and then NA, and then 40, whatever he ran, 404 or something. Yeah. Like, well, the we, first year I ran in Dome, I ran 424. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Damn. I was pretty bad. Yeah. Dude, I ran 420 I ran, at the Shell, remember? I yeah. came last. Yeah. I was sick. I ran 424, and then I ran 414 the next year. <clears throat> and then the next year I paced. And then I ran 406, and then I ran 407 the year after that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, it, it, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. No doubt about it. That's the thing. But also, I mean, from, and Nico's, and of like an insane talent and he's good at sea level regardless but also based on what i've heard he came to altitude and immediately started crushing it yeah, yeah like that's the thing you get kids like Which that is not super common and then you get yeah the opposite so because you there's there are kids on your team who obviously were born or yeah. grew up i mean uh nika ran what 402 and in the second heat quaxi who's a 357 mile ran like 415 Really? And I'd put my money on Quaxi at sea level. <laughs> yeah. And okay, it, that's the thing. Like, I was going to ask. But he do you think sucks Nico at altitude. could run. Like, look, Theo can't run to save his life at altitude. Yeah. And you just have to, like, come to accept that because he's still super fit. Yeah. That's a good question Ollie asked is, like, can Nico actually run 354 at sure. sea, sea at level? At sea level right now. Like, maybe he can. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to just say he can't because maybe he can. But do you think it would be harder for him than what he did at the Dome per se? Like, because obviously he's a strength-based runner. More than a speed guy, would you? Yeah. But obviously the mile now, like can you can run that off strength. So yeah. it's it's probably like it'd be interesting to have Nico compare both miles if you ran a two fifty four and then a four oh two at flag and then be able to say like which one was yeah. easier or harder. It's unlikely he runs a mile at sea level. Yeah, so we're not gonna know. Yeah, we probably won't find that out. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it is true that obviously schools at altitude have very limited opportunity to go down to sea level to race. So it does really make sense to have the conversions for them, but it's mm-hmm. still it's it's just a tough one like there's no there's no right solution that it seems like it's just so complicated all right we are back another weather break the rain got too hard for us all our electronics and us were getting rained on pretty heavily there so we had to bail 
and now the rain's like actually really light again <laughs> annoyingly we just moved everything. at this point everything was getting so wet i think i think it was the right call it was the right call and uh so we are back and you may notice if you're watching the video version that we have a guest now ben Flanagan. how you doing uh doing great thanks uh thanks for letting me crash the party here dude it is an absolute pleasure to have you on we talked about you actually in the last pod because we did the uh houston half recap and you had a great run there and that was also your first run in the new kit so it's nice to have you on just so there's no confusion unfortunately ben is not joining the oac but he did just sign with on but he is going to join the very nice track club so how you feeling man you excited for that yeah yeah i'm uh i'm pumped and it's uh it's been really cool to to hang out with all you guys uh oac here and uh you know meet the rest of the on team but uh yeah, I mean, it was a pretty tough decision because you guys have like such a good thing going on and in, in, uh, out in Colorado. Um, yeah, for me, like I'm, uh, I've gone pretty homesick over the last three years, and uh, for my girlfriend and I, Ann Arbor definitely seemed like uh, the appropriate next step for me to get closer to home and be around uh, some familiar faces. So uh, I'll be working with Ron Warhurst there, and then uh, get my ass kicked by by uh, <laughs> Mr. By the boys. I guess freshman now. I was gonna say high schooler still, uh, yeah. Alex Kessler, and. Yeah, I yeah. will not. I refuse to get my ass kicked by Mason, though. Yeah, don't let that happen. Don't I'm sure happen. you guys both agree with that. Oh, yeah. Big Hell Ten yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't let that happen. We'll we'll get more into the Ben Flanagan story in a little bit when the rain rudely interrupted us. We were we were mid. Actually, we were talking about the altitude conversions for indoors. Uh, I think we've set our piece on that pretty much, but we still have to cover more of Milrose, the big Whoop want to make a mile. A whopper. Shout out to Whoop, Ollie's uh, new sponsor. For true fans of the pod, they'll find that pretty funny, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> no no more comment than that. But, yeah, so we talked about the 3K, and it was just, like, so many names, heavy hitters. The mile at Milrose is always, always, that's historic. Like, it's, it's always going to be a big one. But it doesn't quite have, like, the same amount of names. Not the same spice. Not the, the same spice. The spice isn't the same. But it's got, like, kind of a spicier spice at the top end because... Obviously, it looks like the big battle is going to be between Josh Kerr and Ollie Hall, and it's like that's been waiting to happen for a while. I feel people, like people have been wanting that battle. Dude, that's all, all last people year. wanted last year. Yeah, they were dodging each other. Yeah, because you guys were both racing domestically a lot. Well, and no, I think it was the thing. Josh barely raced. Yeah, I, I raced a lot. Yeah. yeah, Ollie raced a lot. Josh did like he did a couple. He did that. Yeah, I guess he didn't really do much. He did one big one. 331, yeah. which was yeah. very impressive. And then he went to the UK, won the trials against um, Jake Whiteman, which was also another impressive race, and kind of went to the Olympics and, and killed it. So bronze medalist at the Olympics, you can't you can't hide behind that. He hasn't, hasn't raced since then. I always run a lot since then. That's true. Yeah. yeah. No, I, mean, I kept racing after the Olympics. He kind of said, you know what? I think I've done enough. I'm going to enjoy my break. And then... Um, yeah, now he's he's opening up in in Milrose. Yeah, Josh Kerr is like annoyingly, annoyingly confident and <laughs> successful. You know what I mean? Where he's like really confident, but he like has, every time he follows through, like he's like, yeah. it's like, it, I don't know. He had he does this a lot now. Where he had that Instagram, he had an Instagram a few days ago. What was it all? It was like um, it was. Uh, you should be looking forward to Watermaker Mile only if you're a spectator. Yeah, if you're yeah. a spectator yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like just pretty good, and I, I he was definitely hyping up that Portland race the few days before too. Yeah, and he came through and ran the fastest 1500 ever on American. American soil. soil. So yep. <laughs> so he really he really does just come through. Yeah, 
and it's cool because annoyingly it's like, confident. If you're in a different sport, I think that would be more commonplace. Yeah. In, in running, it feels a little bit weird, but I don't it's know. Entertaining. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. It is entertaining. Yeah, maybe it's hard because like we're kind of close to it. But if you're a fan, I guess like that's just cool shit. That's just some cool Conor McGregor shit. I don't know. I feel like the fans love it either way. Like. Fans still love the hype, even if someone like totally flops. Yeah, it's like the athletes, or at least I like. That's where I get like pissed. I'm like, dude, why'd you hype it up so much? Like, <laughs> like, and you weren't even close. But yeah. like from a fan perspective, like they just it seems yeah. like they always love the. Hype. I guess it is yeah. a win-win because you're raising the stakes. Right, you're you're raising you're, you're, the you're tension. You're putting attention to it. But as an yeah. athlete, like I've, I'm like all over those those results <laughs> when people start making comments like that, and then if they don't deliver, like that's where I'm like, dude. It's true. It would be so much. <laughs> it'd be so much easier to not post anything and not say anything, and then if you have a bad race, it's like ah. Uh, you know, he's like you know, maybe notes. maybe he was expecting that. But yeah. Now, now he's like fucking put himself up there. Everyone's seen it, and I like, feel like you're always like definitely from a brand perspective like doing yourself a favor but yeah. it's like it might come at the cost of like your reputation to other athletes the yeah thing, that's the I thing feel. with kerr's reputation though is he was hopping himself up before he was an olympic bronze medalist now he's an olympic bronze medalist going into the mile he's gonna be pretty confident and so be he can able to say hype. whatever he wants yeah well i mean i <laughs> yeah. think he's validated a lot of his performances with the way he talks yeah so like i actually res- i like it i respect it but yeah you know, that, that's the one thing that he, he can also lead to putting a target on his back because people would love to scalp him. Yeah. Such you know? as, such and as it's not just me. Uh, there's like, there's people in the field that you never know could have a bad out of hell race. Would you so. would you say it's hashtag good for the sport? I think it's hashtag good for the sport. What hashtag not good for the sport though is if he doesn't win and then he'll like hide behind an excuse Instagram post, which I, I don't, don't think, think he would. would. I don't think he would. I think he would say, yep, yeah, not my day, move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing that's bad for the sport, which I do notice, is that when people hype up a race, then they don't deliver and then they make an excuse for it in an Instagram post. That's not good for the sport. Yeah. You should just own up and say, I had a shit race. We move on to the next one. My, my takeaway, like initially after reading it, was like, it's sick for, in terms of hiding the tension for like you and him like that battle but then if you're like in the race say you're someone who like just scraped into milrose and like this is your big opportunity and you're like you know you're gonna get messed up by him and you see that you're like damn bro why'd you have to say that like <laughs> I, I i know you're gonna beat me like like this is my this is a big race to me like tail between the legs <laughs> yeah it's like at this point yeah. though I th- oh, who has the fastest mile pr indoors is it Pringle? in the field no <laughs> Uh, I think it's Prickle. Willis, probably. Oh, yeah, so we, <laughs> oh, we, have, we oh, haven't yeah. even mentioned who else oh, is Prickle. in the race. Prickle's run 350. Oh, wait, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, he is. All right, then I think Prickle has the fastest. Well, unless Gregorik's in it. Because Gregorik's run 349, yeah. and then Prickle's oh, run 350. I don't know if Gregorik's in it. I, I looked over the list. I didn't think I saw his name. No, I wouldn't be surprised if he is. He has the fastest PR for the mile indoors. Yeah. I don't know who else is in it. Does anyone... I know who's in it. It's Craig like, Engels, it's like the it. American. Craig Engels is in Craig it. Craig Engels is in it. Oh hell yeah! Clayton Murphy's in it. Oh, you got Clayton uh, Murphy too. Clayton Murphy's in it. A couple of Olympic medalists. Um, you do got the the Hobbs in there too. Hobbs right? Kessler's in so, it. Oh, very nice track. Um, teammate. Very nice yeah, track. Hobbs getting represented. Yeah. yeah. There's some good guys in it. Uh, college-wise, Mario. Oh yeah, guys yeah. he's yeah. good. From Old Miss. I mean, it's it's a really. I feel like still a really good. We're not. I feel like an idiot now saying it's less than the three K. Everyone, everyone, you just said. I'm like, oh, they're all like heavy hitters. Yeah. No, the three K. The three K is very much like it's pretty pretty like the deep there. But you can't get a want to make a mile that isn't deep. Like there's going to be good people there, whether they're in shape or not. I think the mile just improved from like after the announcement of the like the initial announcements. The initial height was the three K, and then the mile got really good. It'll be very interesting to see if Ollie continues his prophetic 
2022. If Nick Willis does break four here, then it's exactly what Ollie said like three weeks ago. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be in the race too, so I'll, I'll, I'll be Ollie biased. said Nick Willis is just going to miss breaking four at midnight, and then he's going to do it in a few weeks at like Milrose or something. I did say that. That's yeah. literally what Ollie said. Wow. So Crystal ball, baby. This is like, uh, I don't know how you guys typically do this, but like a little trip down memory lane, like when you guys are talking about you and Josh Kerr, like I can't help but think about your guys' race in NCAAs like, yeah. back in 2018. <laughs> Cause like, I mean, at that time, like I me, mean, Morgan, and I, I mean, Morgan being your teammate, me watching like what you did at big tens, like we all knew, like you were in like ridiculous shape, but a lot of people probably didn't expect you to beat Josh that day. I would guess. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I think Justin Kipertich example was in the big Ten, and he was probably also undervalued because he was second the year before right yeah. in the 15 and he's very like under the radar but amazing race that's because he never ran quick like Kerr second would go the year out before to and sick in the year after yeah that's kind of cool like and he almost won that race too Nagus just Should've. got him oh yeah that was like um, crazy close it was a crazy race and that was the year that big 10 went off you won the 10k for the ncaa oh that's right yeah and Mason? um uh no, it was, was Opsa Lee oh, yeah, and then sorry. isaiah harris yep, yep. Yeah. So it was a pretty crazy year for Big Ten. Um, yeah, I'm and honest, like, I'd never heard then, of you when you won that race. Yeah. No, <laughs> no one did. Well, dude, I, no I, I, I still what, talk what, what about the have been, like, Big what Ten known him I don't know, just because he's yeah. Australian? Like two weeks before. I didn't even know he was Australian until that race. <laughs> well, Kipetich and I, we ran... You guys um, ran like 50 points. Yeah, right? we ran 50 points to close it. And it was a pretty crazy race because it was back and forth between the two of us. But after that race with Kerr, um, we really didn't have a lot of races like against each other. Well, yeah, there's a question. Have you had another head-to-head battle? since that race the olympics was like the only place where i've raced kurt and yeah it's not really head it's to not head. really head to head because if you're racing someone to qualify for the next round you're not really racing against them you're racing against the field to get into those like if you if the field is top six to go to the next round and you finish sixth, you've done your job it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're first or sixth, really and what it matters is getting to the final and then performing and that's what kurt did i didn't have i had a good i had a good final it's not great like i was pretty mentally cooked but this will be a race that Kerr and I will be going into head to head I feel like more more or less but there's just still a field the, the field's still fantastic there's going to be people there that can win it it's not just going to be you know what I mean like it's still going to be great so yeah there's a lot of good people especially in confidence crazy that's stuff good happens. you know that <laughs> yeah. means it's going to be like a pretty hard hitter race and it'll be something that's exciting for the fans to watch yeah and Eric Sawinski is pacing and he's like so reliable he's the most reliable <laughs> pacer do you know, know what the pace is uh 154 for the 800 so they're looking at 350 Okay. Close. How do you think it's going to play out? How do I think it's going to play out? Yeah. Personally, um, I think it's going to go out quick and it's going to stay quick. <laughs> and then it's going to go and close pretty hard. It'll be interesting because... <laughs> I think the winner... I great, think, great summary. <laughs> that, that's the summary, it's though. It's going to be Ollie at the front yeah, doing that. It's going to be quick, it's going to stay quick, and it's going to go quicker. Because I feel like whoever wins this race, the way it's going to be run with the people in it, they're going to have to break 350 to win. Who would take it? That. Like, Sawinski drops off? I think it would be either me or Kerr. Yeah. I don't see Clayton taking it. I don't see Ingles taking it. I think they would rely on looking at us, seeing where we are, and then position themselves to give them the best shot to beat us. But Kerr and I, I think, are confident enough that we can hold. You guys have both established yourself as dominant front runners. You just did it, like, from the gun. And Kerr kind of has that trademark, like, 800-600 yeah. kick, where he just, like, he runs that third lap or... I guess third lap on an outdoor track so strong and seems to break the field but yeah and if yeah. I know anything about Ollie Hall I know that if Kerr is at the front running quick Ollie's going to be right on his tail no matter how fast he runs oh it's going to be either way either it's going to be either I'm in the front yeah. and he's behind me or he's in the front and I'm behind him I think either way we're going to be hopefully in that position battling that's, that's the hope you don't know what's going to happen but that's like kind of what I think will happen 
That'd be exciting. So, I think whoever has the lead with a couple to go has the advantage. I mean, that's always the case indoors, but even more so because you're both big dudes. And Josh has won two in subway miles and shown that he knows how to race. Yeah, he's got an engine too. All you have to do is get to the front, and it's so hard to get past. That's a pretty. You have to run so much faster. Yeah, like where it's like. It's people battle more on like the third last or the second last lap. Yeah, just because they know that in that last 200, if you're leading, like that's just so, so nice. And that's how it was. Yeah. Were you were you leading with 200 to go when you won NCAA Indoor? Yeah, but yeah. Ollie was leading with 350 to go and let me go past. Sorry to bring Ollie. that up. No, so what? Yeah, he went past me and then I tried if to you pass let, if him. You let, if you let someone go by, it's so hard to yeah. get I tried to pass again. him on the bend, couldn't get him. And yeah. then we got to the straight and I like just died. Yeah. Because um, that, that season, that's how it was between Grant and I. It was like... We were pretty evenly matched, and I think it came down to generally whoever was leading with 200 to go ended up winning the race. Yeah, like, it was, and like it was you time. at the championships, but he got you at Milrose, yeah, right? Yeah, he me Just by being ahead. Exactly. So, like, in indoors, that's that's so huge. And probably even more huge when you're running quicker. Like, the paces you're running in a mile, it's so hard to go around. So, yeah, that's going to be exciting to watch. As we said previously, Milrose, it's... It's weird that it's already here. Like, it came so quick. And it's weird it's so early, kind of. Like, it's essentially the first indoor race of the season for a lot of people. But it is literally one of the biggest meets of the year, especially from a U.S. standpoint. So, it's going to be very exciting to see how it all plays out. We could talk about one of the things that we're probably missing. As I'd say, Yared had a good shot at the collegiate record if he was going to run. Yeah. Which he was supposed to, but freaking notre dame man like he if he can run 354 on his own for 159 he can run what's the collegiate record 52 point right is it collegiate record in the mile what yeah, is, what it? is it? oh no, no it's 350 point now edge has no oh, it's no, cooper oh, yeah. yeah. but i'd say yeah. i mean time i still, trial I'd still with say Yarrick so yeah. that 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 record is not easy to break no but, but if anyone's going to do it, I mean, I mean Yarrick, he's yeah. run 334 No, I, I don't doubt Yarrick could give it a crack. I was thinking that you were thinking of the 3K because I think Yarrick could actually break the 3K collegiate record. I think both. he could do both. Well, I think yeah. he is going to try. Yarrick is so talented. That yeah. kid is, and he's back too. So we've seen that. He's back. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we, we heard that the reason, because I think, I don't know if this is like public knowledge or not, but the reason that Yarrick isn't able to run Milrose, unfortunately, is because Notre Dame has a school policy for their team that they're own, like due to COVID, they're only allowed to travel for one meet apart from championship meets. And ha- so- Hashtag like, not good for the yeah, sport. Hashtag, yeah. not, hashtag not good for the sport. And they have to travel as a whole team, obviously. So it's not like Yara can go somewhere on his own and everyone else can go somewhere else. So at least I don't think, I could there's be no wrong way, with that. There's no that way Notre Dame doesn't have the resources to get him tested, make sure it's like a like an easy way to get some those meets. Yeah, yeah but like, it must, that be like it must be for like the other teams that go to one place together yeah. and somehow it has to also apply to the track it's team. F- it's frustrating though because like, like he's missing somewhere. out on opportunities that he could really, you know, seize. But he can imagine see he just signed pro and then went. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's like no, this, man. Yeah. I, I want to race Milrose. I'm going to go pro. Yeah. Well, it is sad when you say that because this is literally a race. This is the type of race where you could have a performance that would have a real impact on your pro signing opportunities you know because it is like it, this is the biggest stage like you look at all the other events that are on we haven't even talked about like the sprints or anything but this is like literally some of the best of the best like yeah. across the board so it is a big stage so it is sad that he's not able to compete but Yared's kind of that type of guy who his whole career he's been like doing his own thing a little bit you know he's always like like for example popping off 
and running these crazy solo fast times. Like, didn't he run? Did he run four as ACCs? Yeah, he, he ran, ran a collegiate record yeah. in a conference. <laughs> that was also in the heat. heat. That yeah. was in the heat. In the heats. Yeah, that yeah. was somewhere in the south. Like, no, no, sorry, just like in the heats, like probably oh, around. Yeah, he was not. It was not in the final. And also, I think it was like I don't think the conditions looked bad. No, they weren't good. It was windy. I think. So that's classic Yared Nagusta. So <laughs> if, we, if we know anything sad. from the past, he's going to find a way to get it done still. The goose is loose, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> he's been, he's right. like, he also is someone who Ollie has some nice back and forth with because yeah. cause we would go to Notre Dame and race the DMR. And they, ever since Yared has been there, they've obviously like done the DMR because it's just a fun team thing to do and they've been able to win it. And he, he finds a way in that last, he looks so bad. <laughs> And then he finds a way in the last 50 meters to rally and like close and outkick some of the best. Like I guess Cole is probably the only person that he hasn't outkicked. Everyone else that's like known to be good kickers, he outkicks. And like I have a funny story actually because we were, we are in the same conference for cross country and he was doing the same thing where with like in the last 2K of the race, he looks so bad. I swear he threw up while he was running. I've never seen anyone else do this like mid cross country race. Like he was doing these weird movements and I'm pretty sure he was throwing up. If you're listening, Yared, like, can you let us know what actually happened? <laughs> and but then he still rallied and like finished really well. Just <laughs> he's tough, crazy. man. He's tough. He's he's so tough. So that's the Milrose preview. Uh, gonna be so exciting. We'll we'll be watching it and then uh, yeah, wish these boys good luck because they're about to go crush it. So that's gonna be really exciting. But speaking of indoor races, one question I did want to ask uh, the pod is. What do you like more? This is a typical question. What do you like more, indoors or outdoors? Because I have... It's actually a pretty hard question. Like, personally, outdoors is obviously where it's at. That's, like, Olympics, World Champs is outdoors. But indoors has something special about it. Like, the, the for me, the atmosphere and the environment of indoors is almost impossible to replicate in outdoors. So, it's, like, really exciting. I, I probably prefer indoors, honestly. Yeah, you're definitely onto something there like i actually feel like as like a general spectator if you were going to take them to a meet to show them like how cool track and field was like it would be an indoor race like i agree the the memory that comes ahead besides milrose which obviously is like electric the video that comes ahead like my mind is uh when galen ran 350 at bu like the audio on the camera is like getting like static because it's just like got yeah. people are going crazy you get so loud you get people like banging on the yeah. bank and everything it, it's you're right. nuts man it doesn't take that many people for it to get that loud yeah like, it's not like you gotta fill a stadium no like you can have you can have probably i don't know three thousand people and it feels like and like outdoors that'd be the equivalent of like eighty thousand yeah. people like it's it's electric and also now it's nice because the tracks are at the point where they're probably faster than outdoor tracks like well Similar, but def- always good conditions. So yeah. they're more reliable. So you can go have these amazing performances. So it's like, it's pretty hard to beat, honestly. But obviously outdoors is always going to remain as like... That's going to be the, like the pinnacle and like the standard for running. But indoors is a lot of fun. I think fan, fan engagement wise, indoors is fantastic. Outdoors though, if you're, a, I think you learn if you're an athlete, a professional athlete or an athlete that competes in this sport outdoors is definitely a special place in your heart for because that's like that's where it is that's where you know you grew up you watch people run fast times you watch people win olympic medals and world championships like outdoors is like where you want to be but the fan engagement in indoors the way it's kind of set up is really great and it's good for our sport i think and getting you can really learn how to race indoors though as well yeah that was a big thing i mean you guys actually like you would run fast meets indoors and have like big conferences with big athletes 
but like in the big sky we would go to pocatello idaho and Great race time. on a wooden track at altitude that's the least sexy terrible. thing in the world <laughs> but all you do is like you learn how to race because you're on a wooden track and you have to like swap out the spikes to put in needles otherwise you're like sliding around Damn. and it's like all about just like passing people and and holding people off yeah that's an interesting and you, you get like you get good at racing like that yeah yeah and like now the indoor has like exploded where it's like yeah i mean when you got kids running 350 indoors like college kids it's like yeah that's that's going to be impressive indoors or outdoors but out wisconsin we would always say like big tens seems like the biggest i mean sorry indoors seems like the biggest thing in the world like when you're in indoor season but as soon as you hit outdoors like no one cares about indoors yeah like that's kind of it might be changing a bit but that's the perspective that we always had to try not make indoors seem bigger than it is because it's not like you would ever you wouldn't really ever want to do anything to sacrifice your outdoor season like in indoors like if you were gonna like chill for and you see this with a lot of pros if you're gonna like be risking like some injury stuff or whatever like a lot of pros will just be like all right i'm not racing indoors yeah i think that yeah ollie i think what you said makes a lot of sense with like the fan engagement indoors but like when it comes to business it's like you want to make outdoor world champs yeah. you know you want to make the olympics you you want to set your prs probably on outdoor track i don't know if you guys like like let me ask you this like would you count your indoor pr as like your like overall pr or do you have to like specify <laughs> that's, it indoors that's the thing that's my <laughs> my indoor prs are faster than my outdoor prs both of them yep 332 yeah, indoors true. is still faster than my 332 outdoors and my 5k time is way faster than my outdoor 5k and it's the same with this well 3k is kind of more run on indoor yeah it's more like of an indoor event indoor event but i i think it's a good point yeah i you do do i count it overall well for that distance that's the fastest i've run but i always make sure it says indoors i would never say that's my pr well you're lucky you can just say 332 and you're you're not yeah. lying. You're, not, you're, not lying. Lying. you're not lying but i way. do think that like for the 5k the people ask like oh is, what's your best 5k time i would say i did an indoor 5k and it's 1309 i wouldn't say 1309 is my best 5k time because i think i haven't run enough 5k's number one to kind of say that it's different like i've felt difference indoor and outdoors and number two like not saying that indoors is slower or faster because people have said that indoors is slower which i disagree i think it's about the same but yeah. the conditions always are going to be perfect so i would say i'd always put it indoors or out now now i'm saying like yeah <laughs> if i ran sub 13 outdoors i'd say still outdoors if i ran sub 13 indoors i'd say indoors i wouldn't say overall yeah i'd, I'd, I'd state where See, it was I, would, I would say overall i would still count it like it's i don't think i'd specify. i could i don't think i would be bothered to specify the only thing i would add to what you're saying is like you're talking about events that like like are standardized across both um indoor and outdoor but it's like if you're talking about like the 3k and the mile yeah like kind of goes without saying yeah so it's like the 3k it's like no question because i mean i guess people sometimes run the 3k outdoors but it's like that seems like an area you don't have to specify because people assume like oh we probably did it yeah indoors. like that's competed like world indoors is a 3k yeah. yeah so but like the 5k and 15 the 15 especially is weird because it's like barely ever run indoors but yeah, yeah I, I guess it is now. I guess it's a, it is run a little bit now, but I guess it's just because World Indoors, there's a 15. It'd be cool if it was a mile at World it Indoors. Is, well, yeah, that would be cool. I think that'd be sick. That would be cool. It's like, and that's, you know, we're all we're all metric guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we'd even want to yeah, see the mile indoors. That's that's the mile true. indoors is sick. Like, it it's is. like, I don't know. I think it's, it's awesome. Um, so also keeping that tradition of like our sport being like a mile. Like the mile is such a traditional event. Mm-hmm keep it into like a world championship would be pretty sick yeah no matter what happens the four minute barrier is gonna be something special in the sport so it is good that all these kids get these opportunities now to to do it indoors i mean they 
I, I don't even want to know how many kids in the in the collegiate system are going to break four this year, but it's going to be stupid. <laughs> I think I saw someone tweet about it the other day that it was like 357 was already like 14th or something. Seriously. Yeah. That's like definitely a half made up stat. Like I'm not, oh, we, I we, can't confirm that. We, we throw out a lot of half made up stats on this show. <laughs> yeah, we use a lot of speculation on the show. You're right at home with us. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. You don't actually have to know any My facts on this show. My job is to present a half made up stat as confidently as possible. Like, that's, I how you, that's how you deliver that's it. That's Ollie's freaking playbook right there. <laughs> you're in my, you're in my, my the, playground now. It is a, I took one public speaking class freshman year, like easy A class. And it was like, what I learned is it doesn't matter if you know what you're talking about. It matters if you look like you know what you're talking about. I don't know if we do that as well, but we could work on it. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think if you watch me talk about certain things, when you could tell this guy's talking complete garbage. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. we'll, we'll leave that up to the listeners. Yeah, we'll leave it up to them. But is that that's kind of it with our indoor talk for today, right? Yep. I think we can move on to. We can do a deep dive on Ben Flanagan. Then deep dive. Oh, deep dive. Uh, let's in. Do it. Let's get let's personal. So we have Ben Flanagan on, which is a very nice coincidence that. He's here because, yeah, we did just talk about him last week. He's in town because we're doing some super secret on testing. Shoe stuff. Shoe Pretty stuff. exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Yeah. Classified. Yeah. Super <laughs> secret classified. Well, no, like, I guess, who knows? Maybe some of that stuff will be seen very soon when this podcast comes out. Maybe not. I guess we can't really say anything, but we can say, yeah, very exciting stuff. All we're saying yeah. is pay attention. Pay yeah. attention. Pay attention. But uh, yeah, so Ben, Ben and I in particular go way back in terms of racing because we actually first raced each other in 2013. Can you guys believe that? That's a long That's time ago. That's almost nine years. That's nine years. Yeah. Bidgosh, Poland. Bidgosh, Poland. World Junior Cross Country. Isn't that crazy? World Junior Cross. Yeah. Nine years ago. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I remember meeting like you Who got guys the dub there? The Aussie team. Wow. It's a very good question because I actually beat Ben, but Ben fell over in like the last 100 meters. I ate what? shit. <laughs> like fucking the like, last 100. Like and he was ahead dirt. of me. Like, you, there was, he, was ahead of you? he was ahead of me. <laughs> it was a crazy steep downhill Dude. into the finish. And I was like, I'm going to like, I'm going to risk it all. And bomb, I, I, and bomb this downhill? Dude, I, I like, like barrel rolled like, ooh, <laughs> like in the crowd. And then like in my last step, I remember Morgan just being like, oop. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, which it's, it's kind of what do you remember what you ended up finishing i was okay i got a story about this because i know exactly how i finished because aaron finn was on the u.s team and i just uh i don't know if i just signed to michigan or was like about to but she, i like talked to her because she was like committed to michigan it's a big deal because she was like a high school stud and uh she came up to me she's like how'd the race go i was like oh i ran the best race of my life like what about you she's like it was it wasn't great i was like what place were you she's like 34th what about you i was like 34. <laughs> so, that's like, the worst. That's the worst. Yeah, so entirely different. People and, you like know, like, like Matt McClinock was the top, like, guy from any country that was in Africa. Like, because yeah. usually there's, like, I mean, there's six guys. It's a tough race. Yeah, six guys from Kenya, Uganda, Ethiopia. Yeah. A couple of Asian, like, Japanese guys. The, the Japanese guys there. are really good in juniors. Yep. And so then, uh, so the top guy in North America, or the Commonwealth, um, well, North America slash Commonwealth was 20th. Yeah. And then, uh, so you were 33rd. I was 34th. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was like, it was (laughs) legit. It was some good racing. And yeah, like if you know what junior cross, like 
a lot of people say it is like the hardest race in the world just because yeah it's you're racing like literally in our race was Hagos Gebrewet who had run 1247 <laughs> yeah. the year before and we're like at that point I'd never run a track 5k I was probably a 1435k runner and yeah. I'm racing a 1247 guy so it is like ridiculous race so to come in the 30s is generally pretty good yeah I was I thought it was pretty good so but, um, <laughs> so we had that and then we both went off to college in the US and uh, Ben went to freaking Michigan yeah Hate took a visit school. to Wisconsin do you like it? Dude, I, so, so I could talk about this now because it doesn't matter, but, uh, like I was, I loved my Wisconsin visit. Like nice. it was, uh, I had a really good time there. Like it definitely came down to like the, the finances for me and I had a better, de- better deal on the table with Michigan, but, uh, dude, it was sick. Cause like Mo was there, Reed Connor, uh, Maverick Darling. Like there was some, some the good old days. Yeah. Before the dark days of us. <laughs> yeah, then we before went the there all down. Before the dark days of the Australians having to come in. Well, Maliki yeah. was there too, who was like just he yeah. Was like he was an absolute starting cross. Yeah, yeah, Maliki was yeah he was in there. He was in what you know. He was in the World Junior Cross. He was. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was a you'd be like if you look back at those results, it'd be yeah. pretty funny. There's always at. those big names. Some good Brits too. I've yeah. seen people like not long after, well, probably years later, that I'd see that are still running pro for like from different countries, and I'm like, hey, like we met when we were like 16 at World Champs or whatever. It's, yeah. It's Ollie, did you run Junior World Cross? Nope. Any, I, any I, world the, the, the first Australian team I ever made was Tokyo. Junior or otherwise. I don't even know how you okay. made World Cross, but I sucked. Back did then, New Zealand so. send the team? I tried. I'm sure they did. Jordy, I tried. You tried? I tried. I wasn't good enough. I, was I, I mean, crap. I'm sure I wasn't good enough, but I don't even know how I would have gone. Uh, you, I think there were certain years, though, wasn't there? Yeah, like, it was, it was every world, two years. World Cross is every two years. The New Zealand must have like a trial race that they do. There'll be nationals, I'm sure. It wouldn't be well, probably not nationals because it's such a different time of year. True. We prioritized a lot, especially when when I went to college. Like, kids in like my teammates from the U.S. Like, they didn't even know like anything about like the world qualifying system. It's not big in the U.S. No, it wasn't Definitely big. Not. So, um, yeah, but like in Canada, it was like it was like all I wanted. Australia, do was, like, it's a big deal. Kid. It's it's everyone knows about it in Australia. Yeah, they do. But uh, were you? Were you even like that into the sport at that time, George? Was it one of those things where like I don't think I probably yeah. knew World Cross existed. Yeah, exactly. You were just like, I just run. Yeah, I'm I just, didn't. I just didn't. run and look after sheep. <laughs> Not much else going on. Because that's how it is for a lot of kids. The I only reason like. I knew the NCAA existed was because my brother was, ran there. Oh, where'd he go? Villanova. Oh, he was a Nova guy. Yeah. I I actually wanted to go to Villanova pretty bad too, but um, yeah, I wanted to look. Dude, they a lot of New Zealanders and Australians. Went to Villanova back in the day. Yeah, good Canadians. Still, I yeah, mean, still there's a bunch of Australians there. But yeah. at the time, my brother was on the team with, like, three other New Zealanders and, like, a bunch of Australians. That's what happens, though, man. Like, you get a pipeline to a certain area. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of... Providence and Villanova have, like, a pipeline straight to Australia. Cam <laughs> Levin's, like, Irish single-handedly mafia. built a pipeline to southern Utah. Like, now they get Canadians every year. But True. It's pretty funny to see. But it makes sense, I guess. Like, yeah. people like to see... Like, I, I was uh, really interested in Iona for that reason. All my like buddies were committing there, and it's like being an mm. international athlete going to the U.S. for school. They, like, Iona loves international. Well, surprisingly, the Australian pipeline to NAU after Dave McNeil wasn't as strong. I mean, I he think was that was still amazing. just like he, too like, long ago. Maybe you know? it was. I just think it was too a little far bit. Back. Now like, it's a couple like, of times in Subway champ and Olympian, but like no other Australians went there for a while. I, I think that was. I think what it was is that was just a little bit before like the big internet era, so the information wasn't. As like he he wasn't a star like current NCAA runners are stars you know yeah it's it's just like yeah. just a little bit before that time so 
I think that makes sense. But yeah, then Ben went to Michigan and like yeah, fuck, we got on a tangent. Yeah, there. Was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's so much we could talk about. Like that skip, was good. That was good. Skip through the Michigan stuff. Like <laughs> good back and forth. Did you guys? What did you guys think of Wisconsin? I I was wondering if this was gonna come up. Like I mean, obviously like because we like, hated Michigan. yeah, we hated you guys. Like yeah, yeah so we wanted to it, you guys. it was kind of bred into the system where like if you went to Michigan, you hated Wisconsin. If you went to Wisconsin, you hated Michigan. Well, hearing, the hearing what college teams think of other other college teams is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, because because in every other like any any person that knows like the Big Ten rivalries, it's like Ohio State and Michigan State. But like for us, like it was you guys, like 100. Yeah. percent And I remember talking to like a kid from Indiana once, like that came to campus, like his, he was dating a Michigan girl or something. And he was like asking us about cross. He's like, yeah, like gonna like we're super excited to compete against you guys. I'm like, dude, Indiana, like yeah, we don't care we don't, about we don't you. Care about you guys. <laughs> like, looking at the top. <laughs> all we care about is beating Wisconsin. That's it. And that was probably the year we lost to Indiana. But <laughs> <laughs> they didn't win one year there. They snuck in. They snuck in yeah. and got the job. But dude, that first year, man, when it was the chance to like break the Wisconsin streak because keep in mind like when I first got there you guys were on like a 13 year yeah. conference win streak so for us it was like about like breaking Wisconsin's streak yeah so yeah and naturally then, that came with some bad blood yeah so then the streak did obviously get broken but then by Indiana by Indiana but then Wisconsin <laughs> went back to its winning ways uh, but Michigan did get a win somewhere in there in the yeah. last we had two by the time I was done. Okay. So, so, you, so, yeah, it was pretty even, actually. Yeah, we we, we got a couple in there. Um, so you guys had a lot of good runners, obviously, like Mason Furlick, yourself, uh, Tony Smogowitz. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of random names right no, now. No, that's all right. That's, those are bang on for sure. And, uh, yeah, for us, like, it's pretty interesting. Like, I was looking at the cross-country results this year, and, like, I mean, there was times where Wisconsin, like, you guys put up, like, 30 points. And, yeah. Like, the times we had we a good year won, this year were like about in the 60 points like it was like we had to definitely strike when like we had an opportunity and like usually we only won by like 10 points against you guys yeah you but yeah it was those are good races you want to hear a funny story just uh add more to the beef one time mason Furlick was in madison i don't know if you heard would have heard about this but <laughs> so i was friends with mason's younger brother who went to wisconsin oh yeah yeah nolan and uh <laughs> like I didn't see Mason at all because we're like friendly I didn't see him when he was in Madison but with I think maple syrup he wrote on the stairs to my apartment go blue oh that's right yeah I remember that yeah I was like how did that go over uh, I was just like dude now I gotta clean this up why'd yeah. you do that <laughs> was fuck Michigan move, I was like sure. fuck Michigan <laughs> but yeah dude so oh my god yeah like we would uh we'd be all over your guys' results and uh yeah, I made for some great racing, but, like, the thing that I was so impressed with you guys is, like, you guys always had, like, a national caliber stud. That like, definitely always. helps. Yeah. yeah. Like, someone that was not only going to, like, likely win Big Tens, but was going to be, like, top ten in the country. Yeah. And we had that with Mason. Um, but, like, that was pretty hard to beat. And, like, a lot of guys, like, you guys showed up. Like, I'm thinking of, like, Alex Van Voorhees. Like, guys like that. Like, guys that came out of the Big Tens. Like, yeah. We had some guys that really performed well there. So, not to talk you guys up too much. No, keep talking. We love it. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, feel the ego. Yeah, let's feel let's the talk ego. about your individual journey because you were always really good, but then obviously your final year, you uh, you won NCAA 10K, which was like, it's funny looking back on that now because it is like, that was 2018, right? Yeah. So, it was a little bit ago, but I remember like that was that was so exciting and that was the whole thing where you, uh, what'd you say about your mom? Something? Oh yeah, where's, where's my, mom? my mom thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that, comes, that still comes up to this day, dude. That I was mean, a very entertaining race. 
Yeah. Uh, it was bummer because we were watching and Matt and Tyler paced that like whole thing, I think. Oh, they were yeah. like kind of working together at the front, like trying to make it fast. And I think they finished maybe fourth and fifth or something. Yeah, they were because um, uh, Dylan Maggard was third. So they were fourth and fifth. Yeah. But, uh, dude, I mean, for how much you and I, like, you, us, like, we competed and, like, you guys, yeah. like, you know, waxed me quite a few races. And, like, obviously, like, I got drastically better in that last year in the summer. But I can only imagine, like, from your guys' perspective, when I won that race, you guys were probably like, this fucking guy? Like, you no. just wanted to. <laughs> the, one, the one thing I was impressed, though, because I remember I was eating chicken tenders. Or so. I was doing something. And I remember watching that last 400 because it was between you and uh, Kip Rop. Yeah. yeah, and Kip Rop was a guy that was probably more favored to win. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you were not a guy that was favored to win by like a standard of like who was looking in the race, like who are you gonna put your money on, kind of thing. Yeah. And when you came through in that last 400, I remember thinking in the back of my head, like, where the fuck is this last 400 coming from Flanagan? Yeah, like, never literally seen never seen it in big tens, <laughs> never seen it in any race. He's never challenged it, but all of a sudden he pulls it out when he needs to. And I was like, you bloody beauty. I loved <laughs> it. Even though obviously you're wearing that Michigan top and I fucking hate that. But <laughs> the way you ran that race and the way that came through, because I mean, I had a similar kind of ending to my 1500. I was like, that's freaking sick for the big 10. Cause it showed that like, you know, people, I mean, the pack 12 is obviously like very well hyped. Yeah, big like sky. for being the, yeah, big sky for like being the national top guys and big 10 coming through and having a great you know NCAAs was like that's sick, you know, that was cool for as like a conference kind of thing. Yeah, I guess what I'll say is like to keep it short because I, I could talk about this, I could talk about myself all day. Uh, <laughs> but hey, join the club, that's can't what we, we have. All. This. <laughs> yeah. can't we all? But uh, like you know, I was I was really good in high school, like I was you know, I made national teams, like I was a 408 kid, which was good at one point. Um, you <laughs> back know, in the good old days. back in the good old days, 817, like I was really good and like I was highly recruited and like. I like had a pretty tough transition to college. Like I was like, like everything that Justin Knight did was like how I envisioned my college experience going. Like right away, I was like gonna win or like challenge for NCAA's. Like that's how it was supposed to go in my head. So it's like I kind of got to the same end destination, but it was like a freaking whirlwind in a grind. Yeah. Getting there, but it was interesting because like I came out the other side as like a big underdog, when in like. Entering college, I was like, this is like definitely the trajectory I want to be yeah, on. Yeah, in your head, you're like, oh, I'll go win an NCAA title. Like, right. Yeah. But there was like moments in my career where like, like I was like, it was like, I had to really reevaluate what I want to do because like breaking 14 minutes was like really freaking hard. And then my last year through like some weird events of just like trying some new things, getting hurt, like limiting my mileage, like all of a sudden, like things just like clicked. And I was like, out of nowhere, I was just like an entirely different athlete. So it was it was pretty wild. The trajectory was very strange. Yeah. Well, we love happy endings. So we well, do. Love I, happy I remember talking to you. That's what she said. Yeah. I remember talking to you at Milrose, and like you're like I remember talking to you about it, and it really put into perspective of how much of a change it was because you're like, dude, like, holy shit, like what happened? Like, cause we you spent we you and I spent most of our career you were just like absolutely dusting me, which you did at Milrose as well. <laughs> But uh, it really, like, showed me, like, God damn, that last, like, semester was very different than, like, most of my college experience. Yeah, it, it's weird how that works out. Because, I mean, I even feel the same about mine, not to talk about myself. but Please, it's like I've done enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I mean, if I didn't, like, have a good fifth year, like, I just, w I, I won all my NCAA ties in my fifth year. So, it's like, yeah, it's like, Dude, a lot can change in that final year. You went from, like, I mean, your fifth year was, like, you were up as, like, one of the most successful collegiate years well, ever. Particularly in one year. You know, cross-country title, <laughs> indoor titles, outdoor title. Like, you, you cap off 
doing everything in yeah. one year that yeah, most people right. barely <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> enough about, that's enough about that but that, that's right like Back it's just ben. like it's a cool thing to see like what your destination might be a bit different to others but your end result you got to where you wanted to go so. yeah as long as you keep at it you know it can definitely happen so, yeah that's kind of the main takeaway i guess yeah it's like and now it's like you've been a pro for a few years and you're kind of going through i don't know i guess it is transition like you move in groups and stuff and you are so was that your first half marathon it was my second. second. I ran a very low-key one. Uh, I ran 63 minutes in okay. Hardyville, South Carolina. Nice. Uh, about a year ago. So this yeah. is my first, like, crack at, like, you know, running fast from the gun. Yeah. Because, like, as a pro, um, you've you've had some big performances. But, like, I think most people that just, like, just, like, look at your pro career, they, they kind of would see you almost as a ro- road runner, just because, like, what you've done at Falmouth. Like, you seem to be able to go to these um like it's always a big race and you like turn up man and you like beat some really good guys so i feel like yeah you see ben on a start list of a random distance road race you're like dude probably could see ben winning this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'd always I, say i don't that. know how far this race is but i'm pretty sure ben's yeah, gonna win you see ben on it's a road race like oh, he's probably gonna be up ben there just to win. Had no idea how far that race is but ben's probably gonna win i didn't either it's like 4.7 yeah. miles it's, it's weird but yeah well, well, i appreciate yeah. that what is it about the road races man dude get rid of the milers mostly (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i don't know i mean like obviously falmouth like back way back when in 2018 like that was kind of where like that was my first like big pro win on the roads and because i like i didn't have a lot of success in cross country in college but uh yeah the roads have like just like kind of catered to me pretty well i feel pretty comfortable and i mean honestly it's like kind of the seasons line up really well with my like peaks i guess so it's like falmouth is at the middle of august like it's a pretty hard time for a lot of guys to either like finish up a long track season or um, starting off like a marathon build. And it's like definitely a pretty good opportunity that if you're fit, like you can get a jump on some guys for sure. Manchester similar in the fall, but um, is Manchester Thanksgiving? Yeah, Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving Day. So, but uh, I don't really know honestly. Like I, I like love the track. I've got like such an ego when it comes to the track. Like I'm try like so hard to not be a road guy. Like I want to like <laughs> prove myself on the track. Cause it's like so quantitative and like measurable compared to other athletes. But, um, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that like a mile into a road race, I just feel so much more comfortable yeah. than a mile into a 5k. Dude, Rose is cool, man. Mm-hmm. It's fun, man. The, the, the environment's sick. Like it's something I would encourage every track athlete to do because it's so different like it's really interesting it's a very different type of racing and um like the energy you get from like just having random participants in the field and like running by people and like the crowds it's like it's really cool yeah not to get too like uh like like i don't know but it's like something about it is like you know we do all these track races and obviously we're all track runners and it's like you just go run around a freaking track but road racing man that's like that's racing it's yeah, yeah like, i guess so it's like you're just out there on the streets especially when you're doing off distances and then it doesn't become about yeah. times and stuff it is just pure racing and like end of the day like that's what we love yeah it's sick and like you're 100 percent right and it's like the older i've gotten and the more i've gone to like falmouth and learned about the history it's like cool to like hear about like bill rogers and frank shorter racing each other on the same courses um and stuff like that but uh yeah it's pretty funny i I guess at the end of the day like i really don't know why i've had more success on the roads but now it's about time for me to like give my head a shake and be like all right like it's time to like read into the data and start like moving my career in that direction because clearly it's like where i'll likely be the most successful yeah like this is the most obvious question but marathon what are you thinking yeah i mean i have to 
uh, <laughs> like I definitely, I, I, I can't wait to like run in majors and like the hype that goes into a marathon is pretty cool because it's like, no matter how fit you are, it's like still a pretty big question mark, like how the day is going to turn out and you only get a couple of shots a year. So being around Colin and Marty has been pretty cool to like see that type of prep. Um, but it's going to take a while for me to get there. I don't run enough right now. Like I only run 75, 80 miles and, uh, I'm going to need a lot of time to like just get the miles in my legs to be able to run that fast for two hours. So you don't have, yeah, you don't have that on the calendar yet. Not yet. I got to get a better half in. Like I was happy, like 6138 wasn't bad, but you know, I lost some guys that I definitely feel like, you know, I, I can be competitive with and like go grab that Canadian record. I got to, yeah, I got to, I got to get, get the Canadian record, uh, which I fully intend to take a shot at again. Um, you know, hopefully break 61 minutes while I'm at it. So, you know, with some more innovations in uh, <laughs> the product as well. Some of the stuff we're looking at. Um, Classified. Yeah. Keep, yeah. Stay, uh, what'd you guys say before? Super, pay attention. Pay attention. Super classified. Yeah. yeah. Pay attention. But yeah. uh, I'm, I'm excited to to take those bad boys for a spin. Yeah, that's going to be sweet. And then the other big aspect of it for you is the move back to Ann Arbor with the very nice track club. That's which, a great name. Speaking of names for track clubs, which we've been doing a lot of lately. United Airlines could take <laughs> some notes. I'm big, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> very nice Airlines. track club. That's fine. You know, yeah. UTI track club, or oh, uh, Union Athletics Club needs to take some notes from that. Because, like, that seems like an organic name for a group like that, you know? It's a you know good name. No, it's well, just actually, Ron, isn't it just Ronnie saying very nice all it is. Ronnie yeah. is, like, through all the generations, like, he would say to his athletes, very nice. Like, that's what he says on the track yeah. all the time. You see, that's real. That's, like, yeah. so authentic. Like, yeah. And you can get behind amazing. that. I can't get behind United Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they got Union, UTI, whatever you call them. I just can't get behind that. Like, the athletes in that group are, like, sick, but then you have a name like that. Okay, we, yeah, we, 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 we've dissed too much, but it's a great name. It's a cool group. Let You're me, moving back to Michigan. Hmm. Let me put it this way. My take on it would be there's a difference between the members of the team making the name and, like, a marketing team yeah. like maybe making a name Definitely. or yeah. like you can see like you can tell you can tell when you see it yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah it's cool and uh the very nice track club's actually been around for a long time believe it or not yeah will lear yeah yeah will like lear. way back craig huffer oh craig hey. Hey. i think he's like technically still in it i feel like yeah. every now and then he posts a photo from australia and like the very nice track club will repost it i don't know if you guys know like the lost boys like they're kind yeah. of vibe where it's like, if you don't get it, that means you get it. Like, Very Nice Track Club's kind of closer to that. It's like you're kind of... collective. Anyone can kind of be a part of it. That's if you, cool. Craig Huffer's still a Very Nice Track Club. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> He's my teammate now. So uh, <laughs> it's a pretty funny group of like individuals that like... Yeah, they kind of take the edge off a bit and they just want to run fast. And it's a cool environment that people just really trust. And yeah, I'm excited to get Especially like a uh, resurgence. Obviously, Nick Willis is like a, a constant. But now... You got Mason, who's been there for a bit, but he just made the Olympics. Yeah. And then you got Hobbs Kessler, like, choosing to not go to college and just stay with them after being freaking 334 in high school with them already. And now you got yourself back there. It's it's pretty cool to see, like, what's happening over there. And, like, you guys do make YouTube videos and stuff as well. Yeah, that's uh, Ron's son, actually. Yeah, I got um, to meet him one time. He's, he's cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Does he does he run at Michigan or he just goes to Michigan? He goes to Michigan. Okay. So I don't think he's on the team, but uh, yeah, he loves it, um, which is cool. And, you know, obviously it provides so much value to everybody involved, the, the companies involved, the individuals involved, and it's good. Hashtag good for the sport, hopefully. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it is. Certified. And, uh, <laughs> certified fresh. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty cool dynamic, and and there's also some floaters that kind of come in and out. Like it's not uncommon. I saw Morgan Beetlescombe in a couple pictures, who's mm-hmm. you know running really well at MSU. Yeah, they've got a really good cool. kid. Oh, that's Iowa. interesting. The MSU guys running at Ayama. That's yeah. like that's some that's some. Uh, that is weird. Hot gossip. That's some spice XO, in there, XO baby. Girl, some yeah. spice. Hell yeah, good <laughs> shout out. But from a training standpoint, uh, is the because you were, you were never coached by Ron, were right. you? You were coached by Sully, but Sully was coached by Ron. Yep. So it's like from a training standpoint, is it all pretty familiar stuff or is it new stuff? I hope so. Uh, yeah, it's uh, from what I've, you know, what I've seen and what I've talked to Ron about, like it's going to be, the, the big difference is going to be when we get to the marathon stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it's pretty different than what I've been doing with Fox and, and uh, the group in Charlottesville. Um, but I've definitely just kind of like, if I made this transition four years ago, like my head would be spinning about like, oh, like, is it going to work and all this stuff? And, like, nowadays, like, I've been around long enough. I've tried enough different things that, like, fundamentally what they're doing, I feel really confident that it's going to work well. So, so you're um, not, yeah, not going to sweat the small details. Not going to sweat the small details. So, but time will tell. I expect there to be a transition phase where, like, I'm going to have to get used to things. And then from there, it's about just fucking ripping her. Hell yeah. <laughs> Give her a good rip, mate. Well, we're excited yeah. to see how that plays out, especially we now that we're, we're on buddies. Yeah, so. I know. And then that's what's <laughs> sick, too, is, like, the, the cool thing about on is like this is kind of interesting because when i started my contract negotiation like i made it pretty clear to dan like i was looking for an independent situation um before even getting any companies involved so when we started to get the ball rolling with on like there's a whole new dynamic because there's a huge opportunity to, to be a part of oac um but like when it started with on like right away we just kind of started talking like hey we you know we understand that you're looking to move to ann arbor work with ronnie like let's support you to do that so i was really impressed with like how well things moved around and like how supportive they've been of like whatever choice i thought was going to maximize my ability and the first thing i did when i signed with on is i dm'd dathan was like hey like (laughs) i know know uh, yeah i was like uh you know i know like i'm gonna be in ann arbor but like i don't know how you guys do things but if i ever came out to boulder hell yeah what do you think and he was like super nice about it so yeah. I'm hoping we can have a lot of overlap because I'd be a fool not to take advantage of uh, some opportunities to, to work out with you guys and get some altitude in on, along the way. Yeah, we would Definitely. love to have you. Sweet. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, it is pretty special when brands still let athletes do what you're doing. I like that a lot. Yeah. And it's not like so controlling. But yeah, I mean, I think um, I think that's it for today. I think we've been going for a while. Probably a good time to wrap <laughs> it up. That's a long one, yeah. <laughs> but well, uh, it's been good. <coughs> Lots to talk about this week. We got... The Milrose. So, yeah, everyone wish these boys good luck racing tomorrow. And then thank you very much for coming on, Ben. Yeah, no worries. If you guys got to tighten up the editing, just slash my entire section. and <laughs> We would never. <laughs> we would never. But thanks I, for the coffee. The other bag of coffee yeah. is from being here. Ben Great. brought us some Which coffee. Which we were drinking. Charlottesville, Virginia. Local yeah. chain. Yeah. Great coffee. Good it's stuff. It's very good. We've good just stuff. been spoiled over here. So, thank you for bringing us that. But, uh, yeah, with that, thanks to everyone for watching. That's episode 19. Thanks See you guys for having next me. time.